0: hey friends thanks again for tuning in to the sit with snit podcast so i know what you must be thinking what branding marketing creative strategist switches her entire Project's name, five episodes in two years in the making of her, you know, Instagram influence, whatever you want to call it. And I say a human one. We human beings are constantly ever flowing and changing and hopefully growing individuals. And the same is true for our projects, our passions, and our inspiration, and where our creativity and energy. Geared towards. Um, Quite frankly, there have been so many evolutions um, and transformations within my own career and my own interests. Um, Let's rewind a little bit, shall we? So, growing up, I always found words to be comforting, whether it was the fact that I grew up as an only child or perhaps. I didn't necessarily prescribe to one language at home. We spoke Portuguese, we spoke English, and then living in Miami, I spoke Spanish. So there was just a lot of different um, pulls and influences in my life when it came to language and words and how to prescribe meaning to a situation through them. And quite frankly, I found comfort in them. Whether it was reading novels literally in a day, or connecting with lyrics to a song. That was a big one for me. I found song lyrics to be like poetry. And I was very judgy. I was a snob when it came to my taste in music, quite frankly. Um, before I connected to spirituality and you know, Judaism, I judged people on <laughs> their taste in music. If you couldn't like put aside your snobbiness to like blink 182 with me, it was really difficult to be my friend, and quite frankly. I just – I hated electronic music, which was tough being from Miami, hashtag ultra music festival. And I just – I always connected to something that had depth and meaning. Not to say that that type of music doesn't, but go figure. And with that being said, I, from a young age, decided I wanted to write for Rolling Stone magazine. I'm not sure if that happened right after I watched Almost Famous, um, which was produced and directed by Cameron Crowe, which it basically was an ode to his own story at 16 years old writing for Rolling Stone magazine. Um, however, it became kind of like my namesake. Everyone in my family just knew, yep, Hannah's going to you know, be a music journalist, and that was it. And I did everything I could when I was in college to focus my studies into the music industry, whether I was taking marketing classes or communications classes. If I had a project, I focused it on that niche and you name it so much so that I think it was towards, yeah, it was my sophomore year. 2015. I started a WordPress blog, which is still up and running, filled with cookies and all these annoying clicky things, but it's up. And it was called Snit Happens, because growing up, people would poke fun at my last name, which is now conveniently a part of this podcast and my brand, as always. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to go with it. Um, if you really want to switch the N with an H, then I'm going to play. You know, I'm going to play on that. So you know, in life, just snit happens. And um, the imagery I had in my mind when I thought of that was, you know, like shaking a magic eight ball when you're little and just being like, magic eight ball, does Jeremy like me? And it's saying yes, no, or try again. And the way I saw it was the response was just snit happens. And I had a friend of mine in college who was an amazing graphic designer and she – you know, made a logo for me. And I I just chose one of the most artistic individuals I knew in college. And I just debuted my my blog from it. Um, they were a very intricate and indie artist making, you know, soundtracks to their films. And it just it, it fit the part. Um, and it also just satisfied this Desire within me to create something and also acknowledge talent where it was seen. I think that there everyone has a role to play, and I was never the star, so to speak. Like I sucked at sports. I was the bench warmer ordering everyone's sweatshirts, and I was the cheerleader. And I was the person who was able to spot talent from afar and value it and not feel threatened by it so much so that it's made me who I am today. I'm able to make space for other people's passions, talents, what they need to do in this world. And in turn, I kind of realized that's what I need to do in this world, connect people and, and be a force to inspire them to do what they need to do. And you know, Snit Happens was really a big moment in my life because it made me finally trust my word I remember writing articles was so challenging because I was nervous what people were thinking about what I was writing and I just said, you know what, enough is enough, trust yourself. I mean, we're still working on that till this day and I think that's an ever evolving mentality that becomes harder and harder as you grow older and circumstances change and things become more complicated, Um, but it's still possible. With that being said, you know, fast forward, you know, two, three some odd years, it's 2018, I had lived a year in Israel, complete culture shock, and I moved to Manhattan. And quite frankly, I was trying to live a certain lifestyle that wasn't necessarily so familiar to me, but I know it resonated and I know it's what I wanted my future to look like. But I hadn't yet integrated it to my being. It wasn't yet that time in the process. So I was dressing modestly in Manhattan in the summer working for a sales marketing company. And I was just so triggered by people just simply looking at me. They didn't even have to be looking at me because I was dressed in a modest way. They just looked at me and I assumed the worst. And I decided that I needed a community to lean on. And I was very inspired by a lot of modest fashion bloggers on Instagram that helped me translate my, you know, eclectic and innovative style into, you know, the mar- like modest garb that I was going in towards. Basically, to quote my father, that I wouldn't end up being this like drabby girl in a black skirt with a black shirt and just like, bleh, like not losing me. Um, and. I created bless up dress up. My close friend came up with the idea just because you know, you bless up like you're you're dressing yourself to a higher purpose because you're blessing the fact that what you wear is just a garment over who you actually are. And it became a whole mentality, it became what I was known for. It was the catchphrase. I would sit at meals, Shabbats, and people would be like, Bless up, dress up. And um, people started, you know calling me that. Like, oh, Hannah from Bless Up Dress Up or Hannah, which also was a whole confusing situation, you know, going by my Hebrew name, which is part of my like name that I've gone by my whole life and trying to figure out if I wanted to do this name switch, which it isn't a switch. It's just going by a different – your full name, I guess, so to speak. But it never resonated perfectly. I kind of just let people, you know, if you feel like I'm your Bracha – I'm your blessing, boo boo. And if you just want to call me Hannah, that's great too. And then, you know, one of my friend's husbands was just like, I'm calling you BC because it's just short and easy. And we go with that. And Bless Up Dress Up became a really special community. But when I started it, I I wanted to be like the next modest fashion blogger. You know, um, I was so inspired by like Eliana from Asia Style and Frommy Taubenfeld. And I was just like, let's do this. Like, I can do it too. And I did it for some time. I I got so much support um, from one of my mentors, Chevy, um, uh, from my mother's armar. Her and her mother are amazing, Aaliyah's label. And I just got so much support from, you know, these amazing women. But the fact of the matter is, it wasn't me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love fashion. I love showing what I'm wearing. But there's so much more to my story, to what I want to offer on a platform and it kind of naturally just happened that way. You know, this pandemic came to be, we're not really going outside so much. I always took photos of myself at work, my outfits. You know, my coworker would always take pictures of me. Great, perfect photo op for of Dress Up. It was never calculated. It was just so fluid and free-flowing because it was always a side project. It was a hustle and it was fun, but I wanted to bang on it. I knew I could bang on it. But there were voices inside my head saying, what do you mean? Like, you really think anyone's going to, like, follow you? Like, come on. Like, what do you mean? And that voice of doubt, that that voice of you can't do it, my inner child coming out, Yitzahara, whatever you want to label that, you know, force that says you can't do it, it comes in especially right before you can do something amazing. I find that I'm always tested in areas where I have the greatest potential for growth in. And this was definitely one of them. So after the pandemic, after you know, being let go from a job I was very comfortable in, um, it made me rethink everything. It made me rethink what I wanted out of my life, where I wanted to live, what actually gave me energy and what took away my energy, um, what, you know, quote unquote, job responsibilities I enjoyed doing and didn't enjoy doing. And I'm still figuring that out. But it led me to starting my podcast and working with the amazing team at OnBrand. Um, and it led me to a little bit more clarity. So I've been speaking now for like a couple of minutes, telling you a little bit about the backbone of Bless Up, Dress Up. And the shift that we've taken now to sit with SNIT Because Bless Up, Dress Up is a part of Sit With Snit. It's not going anywhere. It didn't go anywhere. It's not gone forever. It's a part of me. But when you click on my Instagram, you're not just getting Bless Up, Dress Up anymore. You're getting these types of conversations. You're getting my take on mental health and body positivity and body love and Torah and deep thoughts and everything you name it through, well snits lens. So my biggest hope for you, you amazing human you, the person who took time to listen to this episode of this podcast, perhaps maybe to listen to a complete stranger, I really hope that you can see within yourself the good points in you because they exist. We all have them. And sometimes they're outshined by the fear By the doubt, by the worry that maybe we're not going to amount to something, or maybe we're not matching the timeline of what we need to be or who we think we need to be. But the fact of the matter is, what is, is exactly what needs to be. So without further ado, welcome to the new and improved Sit with Snip podcast, where each episode, We'll be elevating the physical one topic at a time. And I'm your host, Hannah Snitt. Sending so much love and light your way.